Hi, welcome to Origin Gate's daily podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Robbie Venter, and today I'm going to be sharing with you some insights on the concept of identity. The other day I heard a story about a basketball coach who was an incredible coach, and season after season his team would just obliterate every other team. One day a player auditioned to be on this coach's team, And he got onto the court and sure enough, he shot a three-pointer first time and got it in. The coach looked at him in a way that was totally unimpressed. And he said to him, okay, that's great. You did it once. Now let me see you do it a thousand times. And I think that sometimes as believers, we're so quick to want to venture into new revelation and new ideas and new concepts. And that's really great. I don't discourage anyone from being that way. But at the same time, we need to be able to just focus on the basics and have the basics nailed down and continually remind ourselves of the basics. And that's what this coach really did well with his basketball players. He reminded them that you have to be able to do the fundamentals well. And for them, it was only through continual practice or continually doing the same thing over and over and over that it became so ingrained in them that when the pressure was really on, they could perform. So today I'm going to talk about identity, and I realize that it's a topic that's been covered a lot, but I'm going to talk about the process I went through in discovering my true identity. The scripture says that unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it will abide alone. Or in other words, it will not grow and it will not bear fruit. And we often see great people with great fruit in their lives, with great revelation, great wisdom, great results, and great lives. But we don't often hear about the process that person went through, the sacrifices they made, and the price they had to pay to get to where they are. And I believe that we can only really come into our true identity when we give up the false concepts of who it is that we think we are. We cannot embrace the truth if we haven't let go of the lies. This process for me was very interesting. One day as a teenager, I was walking along the road, and this was soon after I'd given my life to the Lord, and I saw next to the road a plant, and Yahweh told me very specifically, stop and look at this plant. And as I stopped and inspected this plant, I could see that there was actually a weed wrapped around the plant that was the exact same color as the plant. So if you just if you didn't look carefully, you wouldn't be able to distinguish that this was actually a foreign object disguising itself, choking the life out of the true entity. And Yahweh said to me very clearly, Robbie, this is what's going on in your life. And there are some things that you think are you, but they're not actually you. And not only are they not actually you, they're choking you and they're killing you. And I'm going to strip these things away from you. Over the next few months, I went through probably one of the most difficult periods of my life. Up until that point, I had to let go of a lot of relationships, a lot of friendships. I had to let go of my environment. And as a typical teenager at that, at that certain point in time, 
I relied on a lot of external things to give me a sense of identity and a sense of belonging and a sense of value. For example, I had a lot of brand clothes, a lot of brand t-shirts, you know, Rip Curl, Billabong, all the nice brands. And as a teenager, you take great pride in having all those things as an external symbol of what you associate with, whether that be, you know, a type of music or a type of activity, but it's a reflection or a representation of your identity. Your clothes are very much a symbol of that. So Yahweh says to me, I want you to take all of your clothes and go and give them to the homeless. And I set what I thought was a bit of a trap and I said, well, if this specific thing happens, if this person, I said a person's name, if this person says this specific thing to me later today, then I'll know it's from you and I'll actually do it. Long story short, that specific person said that specific thing at that specific time later that day. And it was confirmed that I had to give away all my clothes to the homeless. So there I go and wrap up all my clothes. I kept one t-shirt and one pair of shorts, that's it, not even any shoes. And I went and gave all of them, all of my clothes to the homeless. The next thing Yahweh asked me to give away was my guitar, which was my most precious possession. He said, I want you to give it away. And then he said, I want you to cut all your hair off. And back then I had this beautiful mullet that I thought was just the most gorgeous haircut that ever existed. But he said, just shave your head, like just take it off. He said, take your earrings out. So I, I again, I took great pride in my earrings and all these things, you know, delete your music, all these things that were symbols for me of what I thought my identity was and the things I kind of cling to that gave me a sense of security, a sense of identity, a sense of belonging that were all external things. He asked me to get rid of all of those. And for a period of time, I felt so vulnerable and so exposed because all the things that I clung to for a sense of identity had now been stripped away from me. And I was forced to come to a place where I had to turn to Yahweh. I had to turn to my father to find out who I really was. All the things that informed my false sense of identity had been stripped away. And now he could start speaking to me about who I truly was. And I felt just like that seed that fell to the ground, under the soil, in darkness, dead, no fruit, nothing to show, but totally trusting Yahweh that he was going to take me through a process, and he certainly did. Fast forward a period of time, and I had this encounter where I approached Yahweh in heaven, and as I approached him, I could hear these voices all around the throne whispering, saying, look at him, just look at him. He looks just like his father. And I believe that's true for all of us who are born again. The same way you'd look at a little child and you say, look, he's got his father's hands and he's got his father's eyes or he's got his father's nature. They said, look at him. He looks just like his father. And that's when I came into the revelation that when it says we are born of God or that we're created in the image of God, it's not a metaphor, it's not a symbol, 
It's a statement of absolute truth that we carry the exact genetic pattern of Yahweh himself. That pattern may not be fully manifest the way that it has for Yahweh, but it is the exact same pattern. In the same way that me as a 30-year-old, I have a lot more capacity than my one-year-old son in the sense of I understand how to drive a car, I understand some laws, I understand how to operate a camera, I understand how to cook food, I know how to work computers. My one-year-old son can't do any of that, but yet he still carries my genetic pattern. One day he will be able to do all of that. And as a father, my strongest desire is for my son not even not just to come up to my level or my capacity of operating, but to go far beyond me. And that's why Yeshua said, the things I have done, you will also do. But not only that, you will do greater. So what I realized through this encounter is that we, as the sons of God, are the offspring of God. We are literally the offspring of God. And it's impossible for the offspring of something to be anything other than that which they're the offspring of. So the offspring of a dog is a dog. The offspring of a cat is a cat. And so we carry the blood lineage of Yahweh. We carry the DNA, the genetic structure of Yahweh. And I believe that when the scripture says that we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, it means that the process of coming into the fullness of our genetic pattern that we've been born again from, that process of outworking that truth is actually our responsibility. And that is why it says that all of creation's groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. It's not waiting for God, creation's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So we've been born again of the seed of God. However, for that seed to come to maturity, it has to manifest. It manifests through us working out our salvation. So what does the scripture say about this? Uh, in John, Yeshua said to them, Isn't it written in your law that I said you are God's? In Psalm 82 verse 1, it says, God presides in the general assembly. He renders judgment among the gods. And in the book of Enoch, it says, You are the Lord of lords, the God of gods, and the King of kings. So if this is true, why haven't we been living out of the fullness of our true identity? I believe that one of the biggest hindrances has been a sense of false humility, where we think we're doing God some sort of favor by playing small or staying small. But actually, the greater we are, the greater He is, because our greatness adds to His greatness. For many of us, we have lived in a state of being disengaged from our true identity. And we've miscalculated and underestimated oftentimes the importance of the role that we play in the scheme of creation. 
creation itself will only begin to shift when we begin to shift into our true identity, which is why the subject is so critical. Another consideration on this topic is the concept of our own worth. Something is worth what somebody is prepared to pay for it. In real estate, that's often a saying that I use. A, a deal isn't necessarily worth what somebody's asking for it. It's worth what a buyer is prepared to pay for it. That determines the value of an asset is literally what is someone prepared to pay for it? What was paid for your life? Because the true value of your life has an actual measurement, has a very specific measurement because something was exchanged for your life. What was that? The answer is that it was the life of God. So your life is worth God's life because he exchanged his life for yours. And one day Yahweh said to me, I want you to esteem yourself the way that I esteem you. And that word esteem means the value that you place on something. And so sometimes the value that we place on our own lives isn't in alignment with the true value that Yahweh places on our lives. And this is a human condition that we need to learn how to overcome. It's not pride to say, I am a God. It's not pride to say that I'm the offspring of the creator of the universe. It's not prideful to operate out of the fullness of who you are. Yet we've got all these insecurities and false humility and different external attachments and things coming in the way of us operating out of the fullness of who we truly are. You have been invited into the Godhead. You are a divine being and your life is worth God's life. Friends, I encourage you today to seek Yahweh, to ask Him, what is there that I need to sacrifice? What is there that I need to let go of? What is there that I need to untangle from to come into the fullness of my identity? Because this is part of the process that needs to take place for us to be conformed to the image of Christ. I bless you to esteem yourself the way that Yahweh esteems you and to think of yourself from the perspective that Yahweh thinks about you. Have a great day. Hello, I'm Jessica from the Realm School of Dimensional Worship. I would love to invite you to come and be a part of our school of worship. Yahweh is multidimensional and we should not worship in just one dimension. He has given us an invite. He's given us permission to go beyond, to go beyond the veil. The veil's been torn for us to enter in to worship dimensionally. We have all kinds of classes, songwriting, vocal class, guitar, piano. This is all just basics, giving you tools to be able to write your own songs we also have an engaging worship, frequency of worship, expressions of worship, which is a dance class and a way to learn how to express how you worship Yahweh. We also have live songwriting classes so that we can interact together. We have live worship sessions and we are adding now 
live Zoom interaction, communing time to just question and answers, to talk together. So this is a very interactive school of worship. We aren't saying that we have all of the answers. We are just here to impart to you what we have learned along our journey. Our hearts are to just draw out the treasure of Yahweh inside of you. So come and join us. You can register at thefoundationnest.com under the Realm tab. So check it out today. We would love to have you.